Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Zoobcast. It is a uh, episode 75, so that's the three three quarters to 100 mark. And what better way to celebrate than to bring back everybody's favorite Zoobcast show, Zoobcast Awards. This is our second annual Zoobcast Awards, and we are incredibly pleased to be joined once again by co-host of the Elite Sense Brain podcast, uh, Beata Elliott, to... to to come back, because Beata, you were here for the last, the last Zoobcast awards, and you gave your awards, and it was it was a hit. The, the the episode was a hit, so we had to have you back. So Beata, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for inviting me back. We're uh, we're fired up. We've been looking we've been looking forward to this one for a while. So the way that this works is we have sixteen awards to give out. It's going to be four per person. Josh is here, Louis is here, Beata is here, I'm here. Four per person. Good, quick math. And there's some returning awards from last year, and there are some new ones. So we are going to, uh, we're just going to go down the list. And uh, Josh, I believe you have, you have the first award here, don't you? I do. Yep. Oh, go, you just I'll go right on. Going. Yep. All right. <clears throat> the first one, we're calling it the Michael Costco Award for Best Hair. Don't have to talk about who won it last year, but this year's winner. Well, sorry. So the runner-up this year was Austin Watson's Mohawk, and one of the reasons he didn't win is I'm not sure if he had it this season. You guys yeah. might know better than me, but that Mohawk iconic, even if it wasn't this season, uh, had to give it an honorable mention. But the winner, because in the award it does not say hair on top of your head, so I chose Shane Pinto. Um, his Movember staff, which I sent the picture in our group chat. We'll post it on Twitter. I'm sure everyone's seen it, but this was his entire Movember mustache for, for the month of November. So after an entire month, he got, I mean, that's probably how I grow facial hair as well, but I just thought nobody on the sense has crazy hair on the top of their heads. So kind of got to give it to Pinto there. Yeah. To be clear, he didn't shave it after November. He kept that through April which I remember because that mustache lost him the Sens hotness yeah. rankings. As yes. anyone who follows me on Twitter will know, <laughs> that happened around April, and Shane Pinto dropped significantly in those rankings and then immediately shaved his mustache as soon as I started posting about how his hotness ranking was going down because of this mustache. Yeah. So this this mustache was of high debate, really, for the whole year. Like, everybody was keeping an eye on it. I like that. Josh, I like that pick. Uh, I was like, creative. What if, yeah, yeah I, it's creative. Because when I was looking at that, I was like, man, like, how are we going to do? Like, who's going to have best hair? Like, there's a lot of guys that are just like, excuse me, that are just like so basic. A lot of basic hair yeah. going on in the sense. Like, I, I, in my opinion, I won't lie. Um, the I don't think Watson had the mohawk this year. To answer, I don't think so either. Previous question, yeah, that might have been a. Two otherwise, he would have won. Thing. Yeah, Still yeah. Otherwise, mention. he probably would have won. I, I think that, yeah, I think that does deserve a mention. Is there anyone else you can 
anyone can think of that could have been put on this. Well, if you're saying mustaches, I'm surprised you didn't go with Jake Sanderson's mustache, because that was pretty impressive. I thought about it, but it was like an actual mustache. Yeah. I didn't think that was like, <laughs> like, it was like an actual normal mustache. Um, yeah, like but... when, when we say best hair, we're not talking about <laughs> yeah. the best hair. We're just talking about best hair. You know what I mean? If you get it, you get yeah. it. But yeah, I, Sanderson had a, had a good muzzy. I feel like a couple of the guys had... Hamnick had a pretty decent mustache, I remember, I think, for he a did. while, too. He probably deserves we'll talk a about him later. Out. He's won one of my other awards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get down the list. Um, so maybe we can, uh, we can move right on to number two. So that is Zoopcast Award. The Michael Costco Award for Best Hair goes to Shane, Pimp- or Shane Pinto's Movember stash, which carried really throughout the year. So it's just his stash. We won't even call it a Movember stash. We're going to say Shane Pinto's stash. Uh, Austin Watson gets... An honorable mention for his mohawk that may not have been from this year, but nonetheless, he still deserves a shout. So we'll go to the second award. This is one that I am giving out. Uh, this is the this is the Anton Forsberg Award for most helmets slash goggles. Now it's a helmet slash goggles, obviously, because last year it was most helmets. This year they switched to the goggles. And I, I, in case you're wondering at home, we're including like when they had the chain, we're including chains in this. If you if you received Throwback. A chain oh my God. counts as a goggle. Yeah, you, yeah, Lou, that's a throwback, eh? You remember the chain? Yes. That was dark. so bad. That, that was pretty it was bad. dark. Yeah. That was a dark past. Yeah, that was a dark past. Um, but uh, so before I announce the winner, uh, shout outs are in order to at Smitty's Designs and at Five for Biting on Twitter for actually tracking this because I thought I was actually going to have to go back and look at every individual sense like goggles video to, to make a counter but thank god uh that these guys actually counted it the whole year and according to their count i did not double check this because i quite honestly could not be bothered and i trust them so the the winner there is a tie there is a tie for this award i don't think we've ever had this before in zoomcast awards history this is a very big deal uh we're gonna have two co-winners each with three uh goggles slash chains Pam Talbot and Alex DeBrickett. So we do actually have to talk about Alex DeBrickett on this episode because he wins an award. Uh, <laughs> I found it really funny that those are the guys that won this award because it's yeah. like two sends that are not in the in the greatest light right now. Uh, but they win the award for most uh, goggles slash uh, chains. Uh, I will note some other talking points on this. There were six sends who never won it uh they are dylan gambrell oche kelly pinto actually never won it which i found kind of surprising holden and zub which i'm sad about zub never got that's the goggles tragic yeah it is terrible uh so so talbot and debrinket each get three and and one of them i believe each one had one chain and two goggles so if you know i guess that factors into it a bit but uh, but there you go anton forsberg award most uh, most goggles slash chains. It's funny to me that Debrinket uh, is tied for this because the players handed out. So it feels to me like the players were like, "We love you, Debrinket. Please stay. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't leave. Have the goggles every night." Yes. Hope it works. <laughs> Maybe they were doing the same thing with Talbot, and that failed miserably because he's gone and he was bad. But the the uh, yeah that that's a good strategy I think for trying to keep Debrinket mm-hmm. is to force him into every senator's social media 
like video post because they knew that if they won the goggles they would have to give a speech just make him as uncomfortable as possible in front of the camera and he'll probably stay uh so to break it yeah he did get three are you guys josh and lou are you guys surprised by this did you think someone else would have won more i'm i don't know i'm trying to like hear that talbot one tied for the most i think that's funnier yeah. than yeah. Him not getting any or whatever it may be I think it's because he randomly had a few good games and the other games were so bad that yeah. he had a good game. It was like, you got to acknowledge this. He had, he had a shutout. It's against... easy for Golu to take over too. Mm -hmm. Yes. He had a shutout against the Ducks. So they gave him one for that. I think he played like, he remembered that game against Washington that he played really, really well in December. It went into mm -hmm. overtime, yeah. I think. I think they gave him the goggles for that. And then the one against Boston, where they went to a shootout when they that. objectively yeah. definitely should not have gone to a shootout. Yeah, I think those were his three. <laughs> those were, like, the, the only three memorable Talbot games. And he got the goggles in every single one, and the rest of the Talbot games were not very good. Uh, but there you go. The winner, the Anton Forsberg Award, most goggles slash chains, is uh, as a tie between Cam Talbot and Alex Dabrinkit. So we will... Uh, We'll move on, Louis. You've got uh, you got the next one there, eh? Yeah. So this is the first new award that we didn't have last year, uh, and this is called the Galk Award for best sense Twitter moment. So the the whole Galk happening was just outside of our range because we were thinking, is there a way we could get Galk into this somehow? And like, it's pretty much almost a year ago today, or if not this week, that it happened, which yeah. is wild. Um, but after after doing some exploring, some scouring of sense Twitter and what happened throughout the year i think it has to go to the craft hockeyville mic'd up practice uh where the team had just went on the ice and then they had uh the gr the girls team join them we got so much content from that there was norris and shabbat's uh little french lesson some amazing quotes from that uh the jatem jatemusi zub being asked what his name was and him just going <laughs> zub zub d man right d like just iconic we even use that yeah. as part of our intro, I think, for like the month following that because it's so iconic. Yeah, um, I was mad you took Lex... that out, to be honest. Yeah, well, I lost the file to it and then I got really lazy and didn't uh, want to find it again. Yeah, well. So that is that is 100% on me. Um, Lexi, she was a superstar. She was awesome. Her interactions with Shabbat was great. Jace Harluck made an appearance because he was asked to like do his favorite Sally, and that's i think the only part he was ever featured on the sense twitter account the entire year uh and then some little fun with forsberg and all the little goalies was just wholesome too so i i think that it had to be had to be the pick for for the gulk award i like that i i was like when i saw that this like when we were discussing the awards and we were like which new one should we add and you you mentioned this i immediately thought it was a great idea but i was also like holy crap how are we gonna pick one yeah like thing to win this like that is like a huge huge sample size that you could pick from their best said's twitter moment and we were talking about this uh for recording but i was like this award like when i saw that this is what you picked for this i completely forgot that it happened like it was that long ago and there had been like so much stuff in between uh i'm i love that pick because the norris and shabbat french yeah is like still relevant today like that still gets that gets thrown around so that was really elite and the zoob zoob i i love it i think it's a great pick the norris and shabbat thing also and spoiler alert we will talk about that a little bit later as well in one of my awards but i like that that has also had like 
um, a whole storyline going, you know, like we had, they had a moment at the end of last season and then there was like the golfing video and then there was that and, you know, it it just kind of continued so it stays relevant, that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was trying to think Uh, of ones that were like not manufactured by the actual sends and like content from the sends account. But I couldn't think of anything that surpassed it. I don't know if you guys have anything that come to mind for that. But I think that was for me, the uh, the Josh Norris Twitter was would have been up yeah, there. I think. Cool. Yeah, that was that one was really solid. But I I agree, Louis. I had a tough time thinking of other things that could have like really been in the upper echelon, like above everything else. It was a it was a tough award. I think you did a real good job. I've got nothing else. The uh. So there it is. The uh, the third award is the Gulk, the new Gulk Award for the best sense Twitter moment, and it goes to the Hockeyville mic'd up practice uh, with the Sens and the girls team from I believe it was New Brunswick. Uh, so they win. Uh, they win. Win the third award. And uh, Beata, I believe you're handing out the next one. I am. So my award. Oh wait, I have to pull up what's the name of it. Oh yeah, it's the Matt Spezza Award for best quote. And this is one of those things, like with the Sense Twitter moment, where it's like you really have to go back and like um, try to remember all the quotes because things move so quickly. And obviously, there were a lot of good quotes from that mic'd up video that we just talked about. Um, the, a lot of those could be honorable mentions. I do want to give before I announce the best quote. I want to give another honorable mention to one of my favorite videos that the Sens put out this year, which was the video where Shabbat and Kachuk are picking their teams for Sens skills, which gave us such quotes as, I've written them down, what's up Sens Nation, this is our vlog, which I thought was hilarious. (laughs) Um, From Shabbat, I don't want Timmy, but I just want to shoot right in his face because they had little like pictures of the players that they were shooting pucks at. Uh, followed by Kachuk saying, I don't know who I want to hit in the face more. Of course, Shabbat saying, the looks will be all-time high for Team Shab Dad. Uh, just incredible video. Extremely underrated. Um, also, the Josh Norris tweet about Forsberg's dog, where he said, great dog and really fast. That was funny. Uh, Josh yeah. Norris's tweet from the Sens account, where he said, what a feed from Shab Daddy. Lots of really, really good quotes this year. However... The best quote has to be a quote from the Ian Mendez article about Pinto and Sanderson living together, uh, which is a quote from Jake Sanderson, apparently. When he told me he was at the mall, I was fired up. That was my favorite this year. It was a really good field this year for this award. Mm -hmm. Like, it really was. And I think... This is an excellent pick. I when you mentioned the send skills, that's another one I had kind of completely forgot about. To be honest, mm-hmm. that had totally passed me by. The send skills that was back in like January when it was like kind of like a dead time and like vibes weren't great, like they were kind of bad. So I feel like I pushed that mm-hmm. out. But that was like, I mean, the the, the guinea pig article was just so good. Like it was just so mm-hmm. good for Mendez. Like there there was like it gave it gave Twitterverse content for for days and weeks and. I think that quote, when he told me he was at the mall, I was fired up, just perfectly sums up the vibes of that friendship there, right? Yeah. Between Pinto and Sanderson. I think it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Louis, what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on, on, uh, on the Matt Spets, the best quote award? This, I, you know what? I am happy we went with this because I was scared we were going to get like two in a row of like, you know, 
just Shatem, Shatemusi, French between Shabbat and Norris. But then that's the thing. I Again, I saw your tweet yet, and I was like, man, we had so many good quotes this year. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It was a good field. And yeah, as Adam said, so many of them I'd forgotten. It's just, this is this is why I love this show so much, because we just remember <laughs> all of this incredible content throughout the year that I may have forgotten about and just bring up some some sends dopamine into my into my bloodstream during the off season that I can't get otherwise. Yes, exactly. Uh, Jake Sanderson, when he told me he was at the mall, I was fired up. Wins <laughs> Matt Spezza best quote award uh, in the Zoobcast Awards. Here, I'm handing out the next one, uh, and it is the Eric Condra Award for the most missed nets slash chances. Uh, now, I believe that the Winner last year was Connor Brown, and obviously Connor Brown is not oh, on sorry. the team this year. So we had to we had to find a new winner. I was thinking about this. I was like, yeah, like who? You know, I, I actually, Louis, you're gonna be you and Josh, you're gonna be proud of me. I actually looked into some some statistics for this. I actually looked into wow. some analytics. You're not gonna you're not gonna believe me. Um, but uh, but I was I was like checking some stuff, and I was like, you know what? I don't like any of these analytics. I really don't. I'm not gonna use them at all. So the winner for this award is. Alex Debrinkit again. Alex Debrinkit wins the award for most missed open nets and chances because you know what? At the beginning of the year, really, like, you, we remember this, right? Like, he just could not do it for the life of him. Like, he was getting set up. He was in the right spots. It was so frustrating. He was like, he had a bunch of posts, a bunch of missed open nets. He was, like, barely scoring. Everyone was freaking out. Uh, I couldn't think, like... He, he was the first guy that came to mind, and I didn't think there was anybody else that was, like, worthy of this. But what I will say is that Brady Kachuk, if you want to go somewhat numbers-wise on this question, uh, had negative 11.9 goals scored above expected, which led the Sens uh, by a considerable amount, except for the guy who was second, which is Batherson, who had negative 11.2. And those guys are second and third in the entire league in that stat. So the Debrinket wins. Yeah, Debrinket wins, but there's some sen sadness to this question as well, which I just had to bring up. So, so there you have it. Uh, Alex Debrinket wins the uh, Eric Condra Award. The eye test tells me that it was Alex Debrinket. That's yeah. yeah, That's what I'm saying. I was like, when I saw like he was down, he was like not even top five on the sends in that. Yeah, I know. I I checked this too, and I was like, do I even want this award? I was like, I did a quick check for that. Was my guess. Yeah. Is he finishing the power play on? Like lower because of where he shot from, they made him lower expected goals, kind of brought it back up. But at five on five, I'm guessing it was probably closer, like for the team at least. I'm not saying to break it, you know, top 10 in the league, but yeah, let me check. Given this to anybody else, did anyone come to mind for this award? I I think it has to be to break it. Is this um is this our way of getting to break it to stay now? We're like giving him a bunch of awards, whether he's already got two awards at five on five. Debrinket was fourth on the Sens. It was Batherson at negative 11. Joseph at negative 5. And then Kachuk and Debrinket are at negative 4.5 and 4.4. So, very close. Either way, I I see your numbers and I simply simply do not care. And Alex Debrinket wins the award because everyone saw it. And he was missing a lot of open nets. And it's funny because he ended with, what, like 26 or 27 goals or something? Like, imagine imagine if he had finished... Oh well, I guess we'll continue to be sad. That's uh, that's the fifth award. So the Eric Condra Award for most missed nets slash chances goes to Alex Debrinket and Josh. You are handed out uh, award number six. 
Award number six, the Chris Phillips Award for worst play of the season. Don't need to remind everyone why it's named Chris Phillips or why or why Chris Phillips is the name for the award. But our winner this year is Travis Hamanick. Now there's two good, strong contenders for Travis Hamanick in this in this award. The runner up of Hamanick's was the three on one defense against Patrick Kane against Chicago when he had three back checkers taking the pass and he decided to defend the pass as well and let Kane walk all the way in. But to me, the only thing he did that was worse than this was pushing Zach Kleiman into Anton Forsberg and tearing both of his ACLs and ending essentially the Sun season with that, that one push. I don't know if you guys can think of something else, but that's the first thing that came to mind. And then I couldn't think of anything better after that. I think I'd, I'd say correct. Yeah, it's a pretty strong contender for for worst play when you when you like accidentally injure your goalies both MCLs. I think it's pretty hard. Or to sorry, yeah, that. MCLs not ACLs, but yeah, I think it was MCLs. I I yeah, this was a, this would have been a hard. Yeah, this would have been a hard award to to give out. Like if that didn't happen, would have been quite stuck. Like there must have been there like were... there was probably because. I, I saw that you have it written there. Like, there's a, a lot of holding passes that were that were yeah, bad. Yeah, just like boneheaded. Like, let me give it up. Oh, didn't he have one against the Rangers in the first Chikrin game? Or it was one of the first games where Holden and Chikrin were a pair, and he was basically just coughing it up the middle and making Chikrin look bad because he was just giving the puck away. I do remember those, but I I just think like you injure your starting goalie, it's probably a little bit worse. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's uh. It should be known that this, I, I do not, Travis Hamannick did not mean to do this. This was completely an accidental and a freak play. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the result was, was quite catastrophic, and it is going to win the award uh, for the, uh, the Chris Phillips Worst Play Award. And, uh, and we are going to move on. Beata, you are giving out award number seven. And this one was an iconic, iconic award last season. Right. Sorry, I have to pull up this image. It's best headshot, right? Yes, yes, it's best headshot. Okay, yes. So we have the Connor Brown Award for best headshot, and I went on Getty Images and I looked through all the headshots for the Sens, and actually, they were surprisingly normal this year. I, there weren't any like big standouts. There wasn't an obvious winner. However, I am gonna give this one to Tyler Clevin, uh, who just looked very happy in his picture. Um, it was a very cute picture, I think. I'm trying, I'm trying to pull it up right now. I'm so. Sorry, I did not prepare um, to send this to y'all. Hold on. Oh yeah, I'm, he does look quite happy in that in that photo. I'm pulling it up right, right? now. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's a nice picture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I it, it's tough because it's true. I was looking through the I was looking through the headshots a little bit too, and I'm like, man, nothing is gonna beat like it's it's just not the same. It's not the same as it once was, really, with the fish. They eye need lens. to bring back the fish eye, truly. They so just badly for the content. Do, for the, yeah the benefit of the fans it would it would mm-hmm. go a long way um i i and you know what if you had told me at the beginning of the year that tyler clevin was going to win a Zoobcast award i would not have believed you <laughs> so this is a really really nice underdog turn of events here um exactly Louis, that, he looks like a boy that pierre Perignon would want to adopt i understand <laughs> <does>. why the <laughs> gm wanted to adopt him there that uh, that could have been a contender for good quote for best quote too i was just about to say yeah. that could have been up there too yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of a lot of Pierre stuff could have probably gone on to possibly be best quote. Uh, Josh and Louis, did you guys look through any of the other headshots? Did you find any other competitors for Tyler? I'm Glover? trying to see them now, but no, I specifically didn't remember. 
any that were like standout. Yeah. Like, Nothing I stood out Brown, since Did the, Brown even win it last year? Because that was the year before. The, oh, the it was the year before. It was Pierre Maguire who won it. Right. <laughs> that's what it, yeah, that's right. Oh my I god. Considered, I also considered giving it to Derek Brassard, who just looks so happy to be here. Like, everybody looks happy in their headshots. I think that's so yeah. nice. What a turn of events. Very excellent. Oh my god. Yeah. There you, there you have it, though. The, uh, the Carter Brown Best Headshot Award. It's uh, it's gonna go to Tyler Clevin. Um, a good, a great win for Tyler Clevin. He deserved it. Uh, he just looked so great. Uh, and we will move on to who's given. This is uh, you, a Louis. This this next one. Yes, yeah. The uh, the oh so forgettable Oscar Lindbergh. Uh, so we have named this the Oscar Lindbergh Award for most forgettable regular-ish player. So I know he may have only played like around twenty games, if that. But as soon as he came into the lineup, he played every single game except for one. And that is Patrick Brown. Because it is just crazy how this guy legitimately played almost 20 games and you, I wouldn't even remember him whatsoever. Multiple fun facts about Con Patrick Brown. Wow. Uh, that would, should make him stand out more, but just hasn't at all. Uh, he had multiple 16 plus minutes of time on ice in, in games. Uh, he scored in the first game that he played in against uh, Seattle, if anyone remembers that. Uh, in that yeah. Florida game, which in our last Zoop, Zoopcast Obscured Trivia, uh, we, uh, we awarded as the longest game of the season for the Sens with all the line brawls and stuff. He yep. had 17 penalty minutes, including a fight against uh, big boy Radko Gudis and an unsportsmanlike and ejection for uh, his altercation with the goalie Alex Lyon. And you'd think with all of this, we would remember him more but I still forget that he was on the team at the end of the season every single day. So the award goes Did to Patrick he, Brown. He had one, two goals, Patrick Brown, or one goal? I think he had two goals, but he scored That's in his first crazy. game. That's all I know. Yeah. He had two goals and three assists. Oh, and he was a nice. plus four in 18 games. <laughs> wow. That's no way. I can't Actually, let me sort hours. the team. But he had the third best plus minus on the team. Guess That's who was the whole year? Oh my god. That's that's quite shocking. Guess who was one and two? On the oh. on the Suns. Is Giroux up there or is Giroux tied with him? He's tied for with a full plus four. Would it just be uh, Giroux, Timmy, and Brady? Like that line was good. Timmy was definitely know. a negative. He was minus Oh right, yeah, that's true. Brady was uh, yeah. minus ten. The answer is <laughs> I well, forgot Brandon. that he's bad defensively. Two? Brandstrom was tied wow. number one. Nice. And yeah. Matthew Matthew Joseph. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, two kings. Oh, okay. We love that. Okay. Yep. That was a nice thing. Brandstrom, nice elite defensive player. Yep. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Push the agenda. This that was a nice little sense of obscure trivia, Josh, that, that we could fit into this. Uh, I told you I could do a good episode show. of that. I remember I said I could <laughs> Yeah, do you did. <laughs> yeah, Josh. When are we getting Should have saved it? Are... <laughs> oh, let me it. let me I'll work on it. Okay, Perfect. next time. We'll have some drafts uh, later in the summer, that's for sure. I, uh, I don't think there was anybody else that really could have gotten this award, to be honest. I think this is a Yeah, I was thinking like Tyler choice. Mott, maybe? I don't know. But he's not on the team. He's not on the that's team. And, I, yeah. I know, and but like he if you, played if you a said a regular-ish, I would have said Jacob Larson, because like, who thinks of him? But he only played like seven or eight games, so. Yeah, I would not count that as regular-ish. No, exactly. No, exactly, exactly. If you just said most random, most forgettable player that played a couple games, then it would be him. 
Well, no, it would be last Thompson because he played. Well, no, like but a he's a prospect. Too, right? How does he forgettable? He's one of their because they don't have a great prospect okay. pool. He's like one of their top five prospects. Yeah, I guess. But it's like if you were to ask someone, I'd say on average, if you were to ask someone, like, did Lassie Thompson play for the Sens this year? I think they would say no. Oh, if you're asking if they played games, sure. But like most forgettable yeah. person, like player on the team, I don't know. Surely we have to. We have to. We are debating agree. about who the most forgettable seventh D is. <laughs> Welcome to the Zoomcast. <laughs> Anyways, I have the next. Yeah. One. Yeah. The Honors oh, Nelson gosh. Award. For most frequent hugger. Now, I had to ask uh, Louis and Adam what they thought, and I don't even know why I didn't think of this. Like, it's very obvious that Thomas Shabbat should win this award. I don't even know who else could win it. And like, even when you just look up like Ben's hug, like it's all Shabbat. So I don't really have any notes. I even wrote it. What on a guy. Thing, no notes. Like, yeah. I just don't yeah. have notes. That's that's all there is to it. He yeah. just a quick little Zoopcast awards that he is the first back-to-back winner of an award. There you he go. Won last year too. <laughs> Let's go. This is probably going to get him. renamed to the Thomas Shabbat Award at some point. Yeah. Almost no certainly. one is taking that award from him. He knows. Like he watches. He's like, I won last year. Uh, there's a lot on the line this year. I need to up my game because he did need to up yeah. his game because there was a lot of hugging this year. Like a lot of mm-hmm. love was being shown. And he had to be the alpha, like he had to be the top hugger, and he came through and he did it. So Thomas Shabbat, uh, big. He uh, he gets the most frequent hugger second year of the row. And yeah, like Josh said, like did you really think there was anyone else that was gonna win this? Nope. <laughs> yeah. I feel like his best hug all year was that time that Timmy was mic'd up and he hugged Timmy yes. and like whispered, yeah. "You're so fucking nasty" in his ear. And yeah. Yeah. you listen to the mic top and you're like, "What the hell is this?" Because I remember when that happened before the mic'd up video dropped because no one knew that he was mic'd up for this. Like on TV when it happened, people were like, whoa, what just happened between Shabbat and Stu? So like that looked really intimate what just happened after that goal. Everyone on Twitter was freaking out. It was so funny. And then they actually dropped the mic'd up video for that. That must have been Also, before the mic'd up video, Timmy did an interview where they asked him what Shabbat said and he just kind of like giggled and didn't answer. (laughs) Which sort of added to the intrigue. Yes, it was. It was just a great. I think that moment alone could probably have given them the award single handedly, because if you're if you're isolating like an individual hug, that was the best hug of the season. But in the term of best hugger inclusive, he would still win. So I think this was a no brainer. Uh, The Anders Nilsson Award, you know, like I was thinking, why did we name this the Anders Nilsson Award? Was he a really big hugger? Anders Nilsson? Yeah, at the end of games, him and Kachuk would always get a big hug. Um, okay. He just seemed like a nice guy also. I don't know. That's <laughs> this true. is like a year ago. I don't know what our logic was. We were trying to come up with these like <laughs> while playing spike ball like in, yeah. in June. Last we are going to have to rename even... this probably to the Thomas Shabbat Award at some point because and he that would be a disservice. And keep winning it until the end yeah. of times. Yeah, yeah. agreed. So uh, there you have it. The Anders Nilsson Most Frequent Hugger Award is no one other than Thomas Shabbat. And uh, I will segue right into the 10th award because I am handing that one out. Uh, this was a this was a good one from last year, the Brady Kachuk uh, Friendship Tour Award for the best altercation with Brady. Now, obviously, last year, I think we all know what the winner of that was last year. This was that was the Brendan Lemia fight, which was just so excellent. Bites still relevant plural, today, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Bites plural, right? True. Uh, so I was thinking it's, it's, it would be tough to top that this year. Like that's a kind of an all timer, even for Brady standards. That's pretty good. Um, but my winner 
this year. Actually, I'll go my my runner up. Uh, a lot was was when he tried to fight Alex Stalock when the team lost like five nothing to Chicago in that oh, awful yeah. game, and he was just like they were down four in the third, and he was just going after Stalock. I thought that was funny. That's my runner up. The winner is the Detroit Red Wings bench for uh, getting told to. Uh, what did he say? He he was like, who wants it? Who wants it to the Detroit Red Wings bench when the vibes were at an all-time high, uh, Sens were winning. And uh, to be honest, I, I couldn't really think of any other individual moment that could have deserved this award more uh, than his altercation with literally an entire team and then winning the game. So uh, I'm interested to see if you guys have any other suggestions for the Brady Kachuk Friendship Tour Award. I think no, those were the two it. top ones. That would yeah. have been my like suggestion was the the Chicago one because I don't think I've seen Brady individually that mad as he was yeah. on that thing. Yeah. But the significant, like when he did that with Chicago, like everyone knew the season. When that happened with Detroit, it was like the start of that kind of upwards traje- trajectory. So I think that should win just because of the significance of it. That was one of the very few games that I actually attended this year and truly one of the best games I've attended. It was incredible. The vibes, watching Brady do that in person, incredible. That was the first one, right? Yeah. I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the, was at the yeah. second of the two. Yeah, but both games yeah. are really good. Yeah, They should yeah. do that more I often, I think. Like, back-to-backs yeah. like that. I guess the only disadvantage is if, like, a team is missing a, guy, a key player, you get an advantage mm-hmm. by getting to miss them twice. But it's kind of like they do it in baseball, right? You play the same teams, you know, normally three or four, but they can't do that in hockey. I don't know. I think it kind of stirs rivalries, even if it's a home-and-home, home, as opposed to two in Ottawa. Made for some interesting hockey. I still think the funniest part of that was how Detroit was like, oh, we're going to come at them next game. And then they got destroyed. Yeah, even more. Lark- yeah. especially just Larkin. Oh, oh. Yeah, Larkin. Yeah. Larkin was like, they don't know. They, they woke the, like, they put Didn't he the get bear. a penalty for like charging or interference or something <laughs> yeah. too? And, like, yeah, I think he did. Half hit. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And he started so, crying in like an interview like the next day, I think because they traded like Bertuzzi or something. Yeah. Or was that yeah. around yeah. that time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, we just really destroyed the Red Wings. Wow. Yeah, so that's even more of a reason to give him that award. Like, he literally just crippled that franchise for the rest of the year. He just ended their, their season single-handedly by being a beast. Um, so I think there's no doubt that the uh, Brady Kachuk Friendship Tour Best Altercation with Brady Kachuk Award goes to the Detroit Red Wings entire team. So that's, uh, congratulations to Detroit. That's the first time a team has won an award, eh? A Zoobcast Award? That's a nice first. Go go on, so. Detroit. Yeah. And that's and, uh, all Louis... Detroit is winning this year. Yes, this is very true. <laughs> a very good point. Congrats to them. Louis, you are giving out award 11. Yes. Uh, so this one was a little tough to find. So this is the Evgeny Dadanov Award for Best Sensing. And honestly, I did think about the Detroit games. I thought that, was, that could have been a thing exactly, specifically Brady Kachuk going off in those games. Um, but I ended up giving it to Dylan Ferguson for pretty much single-handedly destroying the Penguins' playoff dreams. Uh, so, for those who don't remember, this was, was it late March, I think? Or yeah. close to the end of March. Uh, up until then, I believe the the Penguins were one point ahead of the Panthers. And they came into the night, both Penguins and Panthers playing. The Penguins ended up getting just brick-walled by Ferguson, who had 48 saves on 49 shots, something like a 980 save percentage, just ridiculous in his first NHL start. 
which set another record for like a Sens goalie in his first NHL start yeah. getting the most saves in a win, <laughs> which it's wild that this happened like twice in a month. Um, but so the Penguins lost in the re- in regulation that night. Florida won, and from that point out, that point on, both teams ended up getting the same amount of points for the rest of the season. And as a result, the Panthers made the playoffs one point ahead of the Penguins. Um, and the best part of this was the headline the next day uh, on the on NHL.com. It said, Pens lose grip of wildcard in the East. And I just thought that was perfect. Yep. It's funny that you brought up, like, the fact that, that that happened twice in, like, a month and a half with the Sens with their goalies. Because I feel like if That's this crazy. Dylan Ferguson one didn't happen, you probably could have given this award to, to Mandalese. Right, yeah. like he, because in his game against the Islanders, he made like forty-seven saves. Like it was quite similar, and he went to a shootout and everything. Um, but yeah, I think I I'm a fan of this choice from Louis. I think this was a good one. Anyone else have a possibility, no, no. or was this a unanimous like winner? That. Yeah, I don't really think we had any other crazy performances. So, mm-hmm. and like I guess said, like goalies can uh, steal games more than the. I guess it could have been a whole team performance too, but in terms of individual performances, it has to be that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think if you want to talk about, like, if you want to isolate sensing into one play, I think an, an apt winner would be the Giroux clap bomb uh, against oh, San Jose after true. that sequence. Yeah, yeah. because, yeah. like, San Jose probably got, like, four expected goals on that shift alone and didn't score, and then <laughs> Claude just rips back down the ice clapper from the ring at line and scores so i think if you if you want to give it to an individual one moment play it would probably be that but dylan ferguson first nhl start 100 percent. i th- i would say he deserves best sensing the evgeny dadanov award for best sensing um and uh and i think with that beata you're handing out this is a new award that that uh, i think is, is curated quite well for you here the uh number 12 exactly. here if you want to go on and announce your winner Exactly. And this shouldn't be a surprise. I I talked about this earlier. I mean, easily best friendship has to go to Shabbat and Norris. Like I said, you know, there was so much content throughout the year. We had the golfing video earlier. This was like in preseason. And there was just I don't know, there was weird energy between them. They had like a handshake. They had their arms around each other. There was banter. It was a weirdly like flirty video. And then they had the mic'd up video. They had like just several moments throughout the season, including Josh Norris taking over the Sun's Twitter account and tweeting great feed from Shab Daddy. Um, just top tier content throughout the season. Uh, congrats to those two for winning it, despite one of them basically not playing all season. Um, they still <laughs> managed to have the best friendship. Honorable yeah. mentions go to, oh, sorry. Honorable mentions go to, as previously mentioned, Pinto and Sanderson, that was a good a good friendship. Um, but also uh, Shabbat and Stutza, Shabbat and Brady Kachuk from that uh, Sen Skills video, Shabbat and Jacob Chikrin because of that one post. Shabbat and like the oh, whole yeah. team, you know? <laughs> and I think it's like it's funny considering this award is actually called the Shabbat and White Award. <laughs> so <it's>, uh, <laughs> he's literally all over this. Not he's only does so he powerful, win, it's insane. Wins most frequent hugger, gets an award about friendship named after him, and is in like five honorable mentions, and then wins with a guy who doesn't play. So I think that's about all you need to know about mm-hmm. Tosh. What were you going to say there, Josh? If you want to extend the rules of the definition, I think you could say Timmy and Gavin Giroux. 
would be a pretty good uh, oh, yeah. candidate yeah. as yeah. well. That's but, you know, obviously one. Gavin's not on the team yet, so you can't really put him there. <laughs> but if you wanted well, me to give uh, an, an extra bonus one. Even Timmy and Claude had, like, a great oh, yeah. father-son relationship. Yeah, you know, it was pretty fun. Yeah, I think uh, the fact that there were so many options for this is... Uh, is a good thing, speaks volumes about the team, and I think that is an apt winner. Like, what an upset. Just Norris doesn't play, and he still wins. That's pretty incredible. It, like, that shows you how tight that is. Like, that, the friendship <laughs> transcends boundaries of the ice. Like, the boys are still the boys. So, so Shabbat and Norris, in a landslide, win the Shabbat and White Award for Best <laughs> Teammate Friendship. I wonder if, like, do you think Shabbat is, like, watching stanley cup final and like rooting him on and, like cheering him on and they're like talking on the phone and facetiming with whitey and uh in florida i wonder probably it has to be it also be close to Mark they have to i was gonna say that yeah yeah true <laughs> so i guess we'll see i so do the, wonder uh, given how close shabbat is with everyone it like when because it's not if when we win the cup um kachuk's gonna get it pass it probably to jeru and then who's gonna pass it to Shabbat? Who does Shabbat pass it to? He has so many best friends. Who does he pass it to? Like that is gonna break some hearts. It is absolutely it's gonna be a big will. moment. Ugh. I think he has um, to pass it to Norris, man. Right? He has to. I think. Yeah. Shabbat know, also man. got engaged uh, recently, and a lot of the teammates did not comment on his engagement <laughs> post and obviously it's probably no. because they also follow his fiance and they probably commented on the other one or whatever but mm. there were there were jokes going around that the team was just like so devastated uh, that he was off the market now <laughs> i think that's pretty fair um so shabbat and norris win this award for best teammate friendship we will go uh to award number 13 uh and i believe josh this is this is yours this was a tough one to hand out, which is kind of a good thing because I feel like most years it's very easy to find a player, but it's the Sense Killer Award. We've called it the Gary Roberts Award. So I gave it to Brandon Montour because he's a defenseman and he had seven points in three games against the Sens. And actually all of those seven came in two games, the two out of the three that Florida took from Ottawa. So I think his performance in those two games alone was enough to, um, to win him that award this year. But... I could have missed someone, so if you guys have some ideas, let me know. I was just going to say that it's it's quite funny that you mentioned Brandon Montour as a guy that scored like seven points in two games because the winner last year was Nick Schmaltz, who I think had like the identical scoreline to Montour in two games that were like really close to each other that were like back-to-back, so I just thought no, that was quite funny. No, it was seven and one. I, I remember oh, was that. It? Yeah, yeah, he scored okay. seven points in one game. Matt Murray masterclass. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I do remember that. Was that. That, was that, was, oh, that, that was a fun game. That was hilarious. That was in Arizona. It was like so dire. Everybody was freaking out. And then they gave up seven goals to the Coyotes. And Nick Schmaltz, because Nick Schmaltz, the next game, scored like four more points. And Against the NHL Toronto, made a right? post. I think. Yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. And so it was like. 11 points in two games. Nick Schmaltz, like, he's on fire. And then he proceeded to do, like, nothing the rest of the year, and Arizona stunk. But I thought that and was quite funny. Wasn't the final score of that Sens-Coyotes game, like, 9-8 or something? Like, crazy. the Sens almost yeah. came back. It was wild. Yeah, it was, like, 4 right. nothing, and then, like, 8-4, <laughs> whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, it was terrible. And Matt Murray got injured that game, I believe, too. May have been his... I don't know if it was his last game, but it was the last game for a while because it's a Matt Murray injury, so you know he's out for a good bit. Um, 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, I Josh did um did Montour score the game winner because I'm trying to think back because when we played Florida in November at the start of our uh, of the really terrible stretch, um, did Montour yes, score? Yes, you late? know what? I think it's possible. Yeah, I think he scored the winner late. That that, that was an, an a terrible game. Oh, like, that was the most frustrating game. one for me all year. I yeah. don't know. He did have one goal to assist. I don't see the box score here because it's just like the Google. Uh, page but let's see if nhl.com brings me right to the box score so i can give you an answer but i do remember him playing a big part in it and being annoyed yeah because they didn't deserve they got absolutely dominated but it was one of those games where they're getting dominated but it's still a close game it's even more Mm -hmm. news unironically i think him getting so many points in that last game kind of saved my fantasy season and helped me beat bosti on that one weekend in our semifinals. so i wasn't (laughs) insanely mad but like because the sense were already kind of out at that point so, I mean, thank you, Brendan Montour, but also screw you for being such a sense killer. That's that about sums up this award, I think. Uh, Brandon Montour wins the Harry Roberts sense killer best player against the sense award. And uh, yeah, like Josh was saying, like, did you have anyone else in mind? I didn't. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys, Beata and Louie, if you guys had anybody else, but I think that was it for me. No, I'm happy I didn't I get this award. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, I'm handing out this next one. This is uh, this is These a returner from not real awards. Okay, please, Tom in the peanut gallery. Thank you. This is the Tom Pyatt Award for my favorite depth player on the Sens. This is a very important award. The winner of this award last year was Tyler Ennis, who everybody was very sad to Great see go pick. because it was Tyler Ennis. He's very lovable. Um, now, now this year. This, uh, the player who wins this year has a very special place in my heart because uh, earlier this year, I believe it was at Locksens Monster on Twitter who started the official Gambrell gang. And uh, I am a proud member, as are many, many others on Sens Twitter. And uh, we need to stand up for what's right. Dylan Gambrell wins the award for my favorite depth player. It is a landslide. It's not even close. Any listener to this podcast knows that I will defend this man with my life because he is so criminally underrated. Louis is face palming and Josh went off screen. So that's how I know this is going to go over really well. And I picked the right guy. Uh, Gambrell gang forever. Dylan Gambrell wins this award. Please. Now you can go ahead and, and gripe. From Tyler Ennis to Dylan Gambrell, how far we have fallen. Oh my God. <laughs> Would you have given it to You Lewis? just don't understand the appeal. Uh, yeah, you really I, I don't know. I would have gone like just... Brassard or something. Like, I think that would have been a good one. Yeah, that's he had his 1,000th game that, scored twice way in it. Better. It was huge. Would you call Branstrom a depth player? He's on the third pair. Yeah, actually, facts. I would not call. I would not call. In my heart, he is not player. a depth player. Yeah. Yeah, fa- yeah, yeah. Very his minutes true. would say otherwise. What about Jake Lucchini? <laughs> I know he only played like 12 games, but he was a silly little guy. <laughs> Can you, just you consider him a depth player? He's like more of like a, I don't even Superstar? think you consider him a roster player. Yeah, yeah okay. True. Go on. Was <laughs> Lucchini, who was the other guy that came up? Like Rook Chartier. Yeah, but he got injured three games in, and then we called up Lucini instead of Crookshank, and then I was sad. (laughs) Well, yeah, there you go. So the Beata, would are you a member of the uh, of the Gambrell gang, or are you, or would you say that that's not quite quite your style? I am not officially a member of the Gambrell gang. Maybe I should join though. I I appreciate Gambrell. I think it's a good bit that people are doing. Um, I think it's just funny when a player is like so forgettable that suddenly it becomes funny to like. (sighs) support that player you know yes so i think it's Dylan a good gambrell day. yeah he's made uh 
he's made a lot of people smile this year, Dylan Gambrell, for for various mm-hmm. various reasons. Um, mm. But we will uh, we will move on. So the Tom Hyatt Award for my favorite depth player goes to Dylan Gambrell. And uh, Louis, you're up next here uh, with I I really wonder who's gonna win this one. Yeah. So this is the Angus Crookshank Award for my favorite prospect. So I I guys I actually thought about this. I was like, hold on, can I give it to Angus? Because is there anyone else that really stood out? And the answer is no. I was honestly thinking at some point Max Gannett had like 40 points in 70 games in the AHL as a defenseman, which is cool. And nobody talked about that. But like, big stats here. All right. Crookshank, number one on the B sends in goals, power play goals, and shots. Number one in AHL rookie power play goals. Number two in AHL rookie shots. Number four in AHL rookie goals. Top 10 in AHL rookie points. Top 20 in AHL shots. And uh, he appeared on the Zoopcast. So, uh, mad respect to Angus. That's the biggest one one of them all. So, it just, it has to be. It has to be Angus Crookshank. Um, First time for him winning this award, which I find kind of crazy. But, you know, wasn't really eligible last year. Who did you give it to last year? Uh, uh, Victor Lodine. Oh, yeah, he wasn't. (laughs) Who has kind of dropped off the face (laughs) of the earth. Uh, But that is is completely Hopefully that's not a curse. Oh, God. What have I done? Hopefully that's not a curse. Yeah. Oh, well. I, well, no, if, if Angus Crickshank has a fall from grace next season and, like, never cracks the lineup, it's because Louie gave him the Angus oh, Crickshank. It's because he gave him his own award, really. If you, if, if, but I, I find it funny. If you can take anything away from learning anything about this podcast, these last two answers, Louie just supported his uh, finalist with, like, seven or eight concrete stats that completely are valid and true. And to support my answer, I just liked his vibes. So if you... I could take away anything from how we run this show. It's that, uh, Louis. Was anyone close to uh, to taking this award besides Angus, or not really? Like aside from like Gannett, give one runner up. I yeah, besides Gannett, two runners up. I don't know. Like there wasn't really anyone. Like because of uh, I don't know the twenty twenty one draft and last year we didn't have a first rounder. It's just there weren't really many options. Like I'm trying to look here who. We even had, like, Sokolov was fun this year. Maybe him. Yeah, he uh, was. Um, but that's kind of it. Yeah. That's, that's kind of why I just had to give it to Angus. Yeah. Yeah, it's fair enough. Uh, so the, the Angus Crookshank Award for Louis' favorite prospect goes to Angus Crookshank. And, uh, and we, have, we have now come to our final award of the day. And uh, we have our guest Beata to hand this one out. And this is this is another new award. And this is one that I'm I'm very excited to see who you've you've picked for this. Yeah. So our final award is called the Keith Kachuk Award for the best non-Sen Sens fan. Right. So a Sens fan who's not on the Sens. Yep. And y'all actually wrote down uh, runners up. So you did my work for me already. And I do agree with your runners up. I would say that my first runner up for this award would be Kyle Dubas. Obviously, everyone's favorite Suns fan. Uh, kind of disappointed that he didn't end up in Ottawa. Um, That's why but I didn't win. it was funny. Yeah, but it was funny when he first left the Leafs and everyone was like, yeah, he he wants Ottawa. Like, he's, he's <laughs> going for it. Like, he's waiting. He's waiting to find out. Um, so shout out to Kyle Dubas after many years of service. Uh, tanking the Leafs, basically, um, ensuring that they can't win any playoff games. He has now uh, taken his services to the Pittsburgh Penguins, where he can hopefully um, also screw them over. And yeah, also, I would say the 
the guy the award is named after should also deserve an honorable mention because Keith Kachuk, remember when he talked shit about the Panthers? Um, and that's what like got the Panthers into the playoffs, basically, when he was like, Matthew's team sucks. He also said, <laughs> whenever I watch Ottawa, they try so hard. Um, unprompted, just like had to bring up Ottawa yeah. and how great they are. So shout out Keith Kachuk, as always. Big Sens fan, that guy. However, the biggest, the best like Sens fan to me, it has to go to Oliver Bonk who is just like my favorite prospect in the world right now. I know in my heart that one day he will be an Ottawa senator because if he doesn't, I, I, I don't think I can handle that. Like this kid, that video of him saying that the Sens are going to win the cup and like the whole thing where like his teammate was going around asking everyone, who do you think is going to win the cup this year? And before this guy even answers, the teammate is like, and don't you dare say Ottawa, <laughs> which suggests that Oliver Bonk is like everybody on his team knows that Oliver Bonk thinks the Sens are winning the cup. Um, and yeah, most recently he's been all over Sens Twitter because he uh, he got a mullet just like his dad. He just he needs to be an Ottawa senator. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think we we all agree. It it might like I don't know how they're gonna do it with with how their picks are looking out this year, but I feel it in my heart. Like I agree, he will he will come. It is in due time. I think that's a really good pick. Oliver Bonk wins. That video was so excellent too because when it came out, the sends were not even really close. Like they had started getting a little bit good, but because the way I I don't remember exactly, but the way that he phrased it was like like he, he got asked the question. He's like. Hey man, like, if they get hot, like, the Sens are totally getting in, like, they're gonna go in and they're gonna win the cup, and I was like, oh, he is, he's excellent, like, he was, that, it's like, he sounds like how everyone tweets, like, it's just the exactly. best, it's, it's so perfect, um, what about you guys, what do you guys think, do you think, uh, this is a good, good pick, Oliver Bonk? I like the pick, I think there could have been a mention of Snoop Dogg, though, and I would have said Ryan Reynolds <laughs> before he backed out, I mean, Look, no, Ryan Reynolds makes sense, man. Yeah, we're fake, not going to talk about ownership, but maybe there's reason, you know. It seems like everyone's backing out, but anyways. Snoop Dogg has, has to have an honorable mention. I'm not saying he's got to win, but... Snoop Dogg yeah, that is, has, has a good case. Point. Snoop Dogg has a good case because he's literally made his own Sens merch. Like, he's wearing, yeah. like, Sens, like, uh, Death Row Records Sens pants and, that and like, the Sens shirt. He's, like, totally decked out. So he's take, I, I would agree. I think that's a good honorable mention, Josh. Uh, Snoop Dogg. He could be a third honorable mention. Louis, what about you? What do you think? No, I, I love the Bonk pick. Like, I don't know if you guys saw it too, but he even replied to Bonk's mullet, who was talking about his, like, his mullet on Twitter, and he replied just... I don't remember exactly what he said, but basically just acknowledging it and saying, hell yeah. So he is so sense-pilled, and I love that. And he will eventually become a senator, and we will all rejoice. It's going to be so great. It is. It's going to be excellent. If the Sens don't make it happen, he will make it happen by demanding yeah. a trade or leaving in free agency. Like, I, I believe this in my heart. He's going to pull, like, an Adam Fox to whoever, gets dra whoever drafts him. He's going to be like, nope. Sorry, I'm going to accept a trade only to this one team. And if you get screwed, you get screwed. And I think that's what's going to happen. But the th I think it's funny 
Dubas being a finalist because like you said he can go to Pittsburgh and continue to be the inside agent because he's literally just going now to the most hated teams like he did Toronto and he did his job Mm -hmm. and he knows that Sens fans are still quite resentful towards the Penguins obviously so he's gonna go there and he's gonna tank them and then he's playing the long game still like he's waiting then he's gonna come to Ottawa when like all the pieces are in place like all the enemies have been obliterated and he's gonna come man the ship the boys are going to do all right. The moment there are no more young players that he can sign to long-term contracts, he's yeah. going to come to Ottawa and he's yeah. going to be great. Yeah. Like, all you have to do is give, like, some guy, like, a one-by-one or, like, a two-by-one, just, like, get a depth guy in there and say that you helped and then watch them win. And Kyle Dubas is the hero. Uh, it'll happen. But Oliver Bonk is, a, is the winner, an excellent winner of, uh, for the first time, the Keith Kachuk biggest non-sen sense fan and i think that is a fantastic way to end uh the second annual zoobcast award 16 awards we've gone through them all some returners one so was shabbat the only guy who was the back-to-back winner no one else was a back-to-back winner i think right that was just yeah. it was just shabbat with most frequent hunger that's that's an excellent takeaway he's from the this. only only back-to-back winner only double winner this year I, I, I oh, guess he to wasn't. Debrinket was a double winner. Oh yeah, you're right. I'm I'm actually a moron. Yes, Debrinket won twice. I don't think we had any two like double winners last year, did we? No, we didn't have any. But we were Shabbat pretty... kind of won three, right? Because he won most frequent frequent hugger, best friendship, but also uh, the first one, the Sun's Twitter moment. Yeah, that's true. He was a big part of that. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he won three. <laughs> oh, Shabbat cool. wins the Zoopcast Awards. Is what we're saying. Yeah, Shabbat wins the Zoopcast Awards. I agree. I think. I think that's apt. Take that. Uh, Next year will be the year of Thomas Shabbat. He will redeem himself. I believe this. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Uh, on that note. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on and doing this again with us. Uh, maybe we'll see you here next year to, to, to complete the trilogy, the third Zoobcast Awards, and you can give more to Thomas Shabbat, probably. Uh, but, uh, but thanks again for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I would love to give Sh- Thomas Shabbat more awards. That's all I ever want to do online. Um... <laughs> here you go. So the, uh, the, that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it for the second annual Zoobcast Awards. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you guys next time. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye.